What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Ass Pop Show. We're your hosts, Manny and Rick, and on today's episode of Grub Pubs and Clubs, we're joined by Gardy Derulo, owner of Craft Food Halls, two amazingly unique restaurants in Lexington and Waltham, Massachusetts. Gardy and his team are revolutionizing the dining experience by implementing technology, creative experiences, and most importantly, craftsmanship in every dish they serve. Yo, Rick, bro, I'm hungry already just with that intro and excited to speak to Gardy. Let's get to it and learn the secrets of this successful small business owner. Gardy, thank you for joining us and welcome to Ask Pop. Well, thank you, sir. It's a blessing to be here. Well, Gardy, you know, we're really excited to learn about uh, you and your journey into entrepreneurship. But before we do that, on Ask Pop, we like to start off asking everyone the same question. And it goes a little something like this. What did little Gardy want to be when he grew up? Little Gardy actually wanted to be a pediatrician. A pediatrician. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hmm. There's a little deviation there, I see. All right. All right. Well, you still. <laughs> uh, but I noticed that, you know, in doing a little, little research on you, you know, for today, uh, you went to school in South Florida and Boston and you graduated with degrees in obviously biology and uh, in business admin. So talk to us about how you got started in the service and hospitality industry. Uh, man, it was, it was a crazy blessing. Um, you know, started very, very, very early in high school with the Cheesecake Factory, got a quick opportunity there. Um, and it stuck with me, man. It was, it was extraordinary to see your direct effect on people through hospitality. Um, and, you know, I was always a service-minded type of person. Like when I was younger, you know, my father um actually called me a butt kisser because one of my friends broke his arm um and wanted wanted uh and needed assistance so i was like man i'll, I'll carry your bag to school every morning man it's, it's no problem uh my father didn't like that <laughs> so oh, it was already it was already in my blood you know man here of service being of service uh, whether it was going to be through medicine right as you mentioned earlier or obviously through hospitality that's great um so where did little guardy grow up you know talk to us about my background yeah man i'm a crazy man born in brighton moved around a lot but ended up in brockton um you know went through the typical you know high school phases you know did the sports did music um you know was extraordinarily popular um in in high school and, and didn't really know um, what I was going to do besides, you know, either football, music, um, or actually stay in the restaurant industry. Um, it ended up that staying in the restaurant industry was, was a move for me, gave up everything else, gave up football, gave up music, um, and decided to stay. And Cheesecake Factory at the time really, really appreciated that and invested. And, you know, they wrote down everything, so I read everything. And so I, I, I learned everything that they were able to teach me. That's amazing. Having that learning mindset, right, is, uh, is key. Um, and obviously, uh, you've had it from a young age. Um, talk to us about this. So I, I noticed that you obviously you mentioned you've been, you started at Cheesecake Factory and worked your way up there, but you also moved on to other roles. Um, and how long were you in the service industry before you actually started your own, uh, your own venture? Man, um, doing the math real quick. So it was 2000, it was 2006, um, all the way through. I actually parted ways with Cheesecake, um, was it 2012 around there, right? Um, left the country, 2011, left the country and went to Germany, just started all over again. Just wanted, wanted to break ties, thought I wanted to do something else, went to the tech world, um, started, started a tech company as well. Um, it was, you know, it was a blessing. It was funded and everything like that. Um, and I found out I hated it, man. I needed to come back to hospitality. My wife was super supportive. She was like, let's go. Met her in Germany, right? And then she was like, you can move back to the States. Let's, let's do it. Let's, let's, let's venture off and do it. And came back. Came back right back into the hospitality world to see if I really enjoyed it before meeting my business partner um, and his wife. And it just, it just, 
it was harmony at that point because we focused a lot on love. He didn't know by background. We just sat down and spoke about what it is to love and to produce a particular uh, energy around you. And so and it was magic from that point on. You know, we then founded Craft Food Halls um, and was able to grow it into what it is today. Elaborate on that a little bit. How, how long was that process, you know, when you came back and um, got with your partner and then obviously put the plan together Crazy. and launched? Crazy. You know, yeah, man, I came back I came back in 2017. The company existed um, mm. in 2017 already, but they only had a beta location. It was a singular. It, doesn't, it didn't look like anything what it is today. Singular, um, small amenity, right? It was focused simply for the people that worked in a building, okay? Um, but there was, always a bunch, there was always a bunch of ideas, a bunch of uh, thought processes, but it couldn't get past its initial stages without actual planning, and that's what I'm good at. I'm, I'm the actual systems-orientated planner. Um, I look at our finances and say, okay, here's our budget. Here's what we can do, can do. Here's the systems that need to be put in place, into place before you can even launch. So um, I took over, I took a piece of the company in 2019, or tail end of 2018, fully in 2019. Um, and for it to, and then we opened, we opened seven months later, the first open to the public Waltham location. So it took a full seven months um, to get everything lined up um, before it could actually be launched the right way. Now we're talking about, you know, getting everything built, getting everything straightened out, just the mundane small systems. Who's going to take this from here and bring it over here? Um, all those needed to be detailed out. That's, that's amazing, man. I mean, it makes me think of like, when, when was that? I mean, obviously you said in Germany, you wanted to come back. Um, but talk to us about the, when did you have that fuck it moment? Like, you know what, man, this is what I want to do, right? Uh, launch my own spot and this is the place, Craft Food Hall. Uh, walk us through that process, that mindset. Bro, that's a, that's a beautiful question because um, there, everybody says, you know, it just happens. It doesn't just happen. There's a buildup, and then there's that last straw where you're like, I can't do this for anyone else anymore. I have to do this for myself. Um, so the last straw for me, man, <laughs> I was sitting in the in a in a in an office with the uh, owners of the company that. So I built a location for for this company, and um, sat in the office with them, and they were like, you know, we heard a couple of things. I'm like, okay. So I'm pretty strict, right? I'm pretty direct. I was like, yo, I don't want dirty hair. I don't want dirty shoes. I don't want dirty shirts. That's just not how we roll, right? The uniforms are a particular way, but um, this particular operate, uh, leadership was like, or ownership said, look, man, people are going to be people. Let them be them. It'll ident they'll identify with people that way. And I said, I don't understand the people you want to identify with because I, I know if I go a place and the shoes are dirty, the bathroom's dirty, the shirt is dirty. I'm like, yo, this place is dirty. Can't eat here. <laughs> you know? So um, they said then, um, if you're not willing to, you know, accept everyone for the way that they are, um, then, then, then we, we got to part ways. Do you, to me, that didn't correlate with accepting people. My current company's policy is you don't have to like anyone but you have to love everyone. Mm. So right off the bat, and that was my that was my principle going through life, period. I don't have to like you. I don't have to have share a beer with you, like one attempt to spend time with you. But at the end of the day, if you're in my circle, if you're in my area of influence, you're gonna feel the love. You're gonna see the smile. You're gonna know that you're in you're in, you're important because you are a human being. You're gonna know that if you're hungry, you're gonna eat. You're gonna know that if you need something, you're gonna have it. But that doesn't mean we wanna hang out. Everyone is accepted. Everyone is supposed to be accepted. Um, and so that was that moment. It was like, can't do this with people anymore. You know? <laughs> I love you, but I got to go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, that's a perfect segue to my next question. So, you know, I'm, I'm a hip hop head. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan of, 
uh, MCs that paint a picture for you, right? So um, yeah. in speaking with you and, and just checking out your socials, I can tell you're very detail-oriented. So I'm going to ask you, paint the picture for our audience and for myself and, and Rick, who haven't been to Craft Food Hall, on what the experience is like when you walk into Craft Food Hall. Walk us through that process of once I drive onto the, the property, what can I expect? What's my experience going to be like? Oh, crazy, man. If, whether it's the uh, Waltham or the Lexington location, um, so our tag, right, is love, energy, food. So right when you walk in, you're going to get smacked with this just amazing energy. Mm. You're not even going to know what's going on because the way that you order, the way that everything's super different, like you pour your own beer, you mean like it's sideways. But when you walk in, you feel the intention that people love being there and they love you. That's the first thing that you feel. The second thing that you feel is confusion because you're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> you're going to see, because it's a food hall, you're going to see the different um, concepts and, you know, you got different QR codes to order and things like that. Um, but the third thing that you see is, is that nobody's on their phone unless they're ordering. People are talking to each other. They're playing shuffleboard. They're playing ping pong. Um, and you're like, man, this is a real chill spot before you even get to the food aspect, you know, and you just want to hang out, get on a couch or play a game. And then you're like, Oh yeah, I'm hungry. So it's about the vibes, you know, and my business partner, Doug, man, he created this term for us, which was, you know, what are the vibe zones? If you walk over here, what are you feeling? If you walk over there, what are you feeling? You know what I mean? And they all have their different impressions and we built an impression map to, to dictate, if you're going to sit over here, how are you supposed to feel? And if you're going to go over there and play a game, how are you supposed to feel? So you just get this entire essence of positive energy when you're in that spot. How do you come up with that concept? Because that's pretty innovative, right? Yeah, man. We, we really try to make up as much stuff as possible. <laughs> because <laughs> in reality... I mean, in reality, right, you're, 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 there's nothing new under the sun. Somebody did something somewhere before, <laughs> you know what I mean? But to make it stand out, you got to make it your own and uh, help people understand what's your passion, what's your motivation. The motivation isn't the food, brother. You know, the motivation is the energy, is the love, and the intention behind the energy and the love is all positive. And so everything else dresses up um, that fact, you know? And so if we're going to give you food, man, we're not – going to give you slop on a plate because you need to feel that positive energy so it's going to be detailed it's going to be flavorful extraordinary um delicious food because it needs to be impactful you know and so when we create our concepts so we own the restaurant concepts too within the food hall so we have for example the pizza you're going to feel the love when you eat that pizza that first bite you're going to understand this is crazy bro because the man who invented it my my business partner doug he went ahead and spent 20 years, man, 20 years coming up with this recipe, a dough recipe. Bro, you can walk into any pizza shop, start making dough and sell pizza. But he developed right. this over 20 years and actually won the international pizza championship um, that was held in Las Vegas in 2014 with the best pizza because of that passion behind it. So you feel it there. Then you move on to our other concept, Suvidery, which is time and controlled time and temperature controlled cooking that's so it's vacuum sealed and then cooked underwater you know what i mean and you're like man you bite that burger and you're like man i've never had a burger like this before you know and then you go to our third concept that's called vessel it's all about functional medicine and ayurveda uh, ayurvedic principles it's like where yoga came from for example it's one of the one of the elements in that culture in the indian culture um, Ayurveda is one of those elements. It's the food aspect. It's understanding you've got to have a healthy gut if you're going to have a healthy body. Without the gut, you ain't, you, ain't, you ain't doing nothing. And so, you know, the food is built to work your gut the right way, but it's still super delicious. So you, in that aspect, you're seeing the intention and the love behind that. And so the energy is positive, man, all around. Man, that's so dope. I mean... 
I feel the energy coming from you, man, in this conversation, just in the brief talk, right? And, and, and I, feel, I feel energized. I feel pumped already. My gut is feeling great, and I haven't eaten any food yet. Um, <laughs> I wonder if we got a boiled burger now, man. I'm, I'm not starving. <laughs> I'm saying, or maybe that pizza. But, Guardy, talk to me about this. You talk a bit about love, right? I, I feel like you all, not only about that detail-oriented um, mindset, but it's, it's focused on the senses, right? All the senses. It's not only the smells, the taste, the sounds, every, the touch. Um, and, and how did that, um, you, you talked about it a little bit, but how did that come about, right? Like when you're like, hey, man, the, the energy zones, right, or vibes, as you mentioned, like um, how did that come about? Like, hey, we want to touch all the senses. Yeah, am I making any sense with that question? Yeah, man. Um, huh where it came about so everybody has to find their center their reset point mm. and you got to find out what's your why what what is your why so you wake up in the morning why are you about to get it you know what i mean why are you about to do this with absolute integrity absolute dignity to the best of your ability right so i found out what my why was and so i wake up and i make sure that the first tape the first step i take if i kiss you know my my my, my son on the forehead he knows that there's love right there. That's the first thing. You know what I mean? I converse with my wife. That's the first thing. We're doing it with integrity, with dignity, with honor. And so when you're entering, uh, you know, your company or whatever it is that you're doing, you're going to look at the minor details and you're going to find out, is this being done with the motivation, with that why behind it? And right now, you know, our foundation is, is love. And so am I doing this thing with passion and love right now? So when you're walking into an establishment and then you put your hand on a dirty table, bro, and it's sticky, somebody doesn't care. Someone. You know what I mean? And it's not intentional, right? You could be busy as hell, something you forgot to do something, somebody called out something. But if everyone is understanding that basic why, they should never let that happen. And so that's why all those questions get answered is because at the end, at the end of the day, you're doing it with passion, you're doing it with love. And so when you touch whatever it is that you're doing, you're not going to do something subpar bathrooms guarantee you pristine you walk into my location yeah pristine why because the person cleaning that restroom cares i remember hiring the cleaner for for that and man that dude dude if cleaners were making 300 300 grand a year that dude should be making 300 grand a year because i mean there's no dust you know what i mean every crevice is cleaned it's it's, it's just extraordinary and then you shift over to to the chef and you're looking, man, when they're putting together those tacos, they're not slapping things around, man. They're doing it with care and love, making sure it looks absolutely great. You know what I mean? And then by default, you have a good product because people are doing it with their why, understanding what, you know, and, 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 and what's beautiful is people are adopting our company's why, mm. our company's foundation. And so that's what's helping them do it. But, you know, before they even step in, they have to find out their why too. But it's a blessing that they understand my why, you know, my business partner's why, um, and, and, and they follow through, you know. Man, that's beautiful. Knowing your why. That's, uh, we've heard that a couple of times from business owners, right? Uh, I'm sure you read the book, right? So uh, uh, yeah. what, what was that moment like when that you realized that this was your calling, right? Was it before you, yeah. uh, you actually launched your own venture, as I mentioned before? Or is it during the process yeah. of, of working for others and you're like, yeah, nah. This is my calling. This is what I was meant to, to do. Uh, it, 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 it happened. So, you know, I was 25, I'm 32 now, 25 years old. And, um, you know, I was still scatterbrained. You know, I was doing well in the industry, but still scatterbrained. And I needed, I needed to figure out um, where I belong. So there's a German word, a word um, for job. The, the German word for job is calling. What is your calling? Okay. Mm. It's crazy. Real enlightenment right there. And, um, and instead of, you know, people asking, what do you do for work? Or, you know, they say, what is your calling? You know, um, and, and my calling was restaurants. And I figured that out, um, you know, so 25 years old, I gave my life to Jesus. And, and, and at that moment, a lot of things changed for me. I realigned, recentered um, for me what was important and how impactful um, I will be in, in whatever it is that I'm doing. Maximum impact was for me already the restaurant. That was absolute maximum impact. It was the opportunity to touch each individual and help them 
throughout their process, okay? So, for example, in the restaurant industry, typically people don't, don't share their finances. They don't talk about, you know, why or how much one fork costs, you know what I mean? But throwing away one fork costs me money, right? And so instead of yelling at anybody about, yo, this costs me money, show them. We, we, we do the financial courses and classes and we show them our P&L and we're like, yo, you're a part of this, man. Everything that you're touching costs money, right? And they were so appreciative of that knowledge. Then you find out, all right, that's all people really need is more communication, feeling like they're involved. You know what I mean? And, and when I found out, all right, this is, this is my alignment, my, my ability to affect another human uh, uh, life and process was through the restaurant industry. That's what I knew. Man, that's amazing. And I think it comes back down to, uh, as a young individual, you mentioned you always wanted to be of service. And it sounds like um, you're doing that. And that's, that's amazing, man. My dad had a restaurant and uh, he felt the same way of, you know, hey, let's, let's communicate with our, our team, give them information and empower them. And I'm glad to hear you're doing that. And um, man, continued success there. That's amazing. Um, but let me transition here a little bit into, into the business side here. So one thing is, right, working in the restaurant business and, and you're, you're dealing with other people's money, right? It's another thing when it's <laughs> your ass on the line, right? It's a different ballgame. So talk to us about the challenges you faced, you know, when you started Craft Food Hall and how did you meet those? You know, everyone meets, has challenges. So I have a business partner, my business partner, Doug's wife um, is also a partner and she she looks at she looks at our, our, our books and and you know sometimes you're like man what do we do next right and that happens a lot in the beginning right um how are we going to pay these people so that's the struggle is taking the responsibility for another human being's salary <laughs> and, and and livelihood and making sure you don't screw that up <laughs> you know um so obviously the biggest challenge was COVID, man. Um, yeah. And looking at our bank account, looking at um, the entire world shutting down and being like, are we still going to do this? Um, and in the, in, in, during that time period, you know, we, we were in the process of building our, our second location, Lexington location. And, um, you know, we sat down and, and, and we decided, you know what, we're, we're going to do this. We're going to reinvest our life savings. We're going to put our credit cards into this. We're going to, we're just going to put, we're going to pivot. Because, um, you know, we had the team members that believed in us, um, believed in, 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 in what we stood for and what we were actually working towards. And because, and one of, the, one of the principles that people forget is being steadfast, right? You have to be consistent. People have to be able to count on you, right? And so you can't, not, you show up one day, not show up another day. People wondering if you're ever going to show up. Um, you're going to need to be consistent in what you're doing. Um, so we, 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 we doubled down, man, and we decided, all right, uh, we're going to position ourselves, we're going to pivot a little bit, we're going to change the business model slightly um, to be able to adapt to the current situation. Before COVID, man, we had no deliveries. We were so busy that we didn't do, we just didn't, we didn't need to do it. You know, we had lines mm-hmm. out the door. It was, it was mayhem, absolute mayhem. And so we had to then introduce the delivery, Right. Um, so we pivoted that, partnered with, with all the delivery partners we could possibly partner with. Um, and then we went ahead and, you know, worked a lot in the community to figure out um, how we could deliver the food in a way that made people feel comfortable, you know. Mm-hmm. And they, they responded. The community, Waltham specifically, responded hardcore. People coming in, buying thousands of dollars of gift cards and not using them. That's awesome. You know I mean, to this day. Because you can, you know, you, you can technically, you know, cancel a gift card on the business and whenever you want, you know, you could, you could say, hey, it expires in three days or it expires in 10 years, man. Right. And, and, and all of those ones that people were buying during the pandemic, I didn't cancel them. I would love them to, as a thank you, to come back and redeem whatever it is that they bought for, you know what I mean? Um, and the list is still as long as it was during the pandemic. People just, it's like they just threw them away they donated that cash to us to make sure that we were still alive, man. Um, but to specifically answer your question, the most difficult part is making sure that your, your books are balanced and making sure that you can pay your payroll, you know? 
Yeah, no doubt. You got to make sure uh, people are getting paid or they're not going to show up to work. But I think it just speaks, again, volumes to to um, your energy and your spirit, right, that the community came out um, to support you, even if they haven't redeemed those gift cards. Um, but nevertheless, they wanted to make sure that you were still around post-COVID, whenever that is, right, because we're still in the midst of it here. <laughs> Man. Um, yeah, I wanted to ask if you could elaborate a little bit on, like, you know, um, some best practices that you all implemented. You know, you said delivery service, obviously extremely important during COVID. Um, but to, to make that pivot, right, was there anything else? Um, something that stood out for me is the technology you guys are using. Was that something with the QR codes? Was that something that was already predetermined prior to COVID? Or was it something you implemented because of COVID? Uh, definitely implemented because of COVID, man. Mm. Before, um, before COVID, we were doing um, table numbers. So we were handing out. So you were coming up. There was a cashier. Um, and then you went ahead and uh, put in your order. And then, you know, you got your receipt, whatever. And then we gave you a little stand with a number on it. And someone would bring you your, tab- uh, your food to the table based on whatever number you had on your table. And that was the kind of the rota- rotating factor. You know, it's like, all right, number 16, I drop off the food, pick up numbers, that number stand and bring it back to the cashier so that the cashier can use that number again. Um, super antiquated. Uh, but then COVID hit and that was one of the pivoting things. I needed, it needed to figure out, oh, what's, what can I cut out? First of all, I cut out a whole person because I'm not, I don't even need a cashier anymore, right? right. I don't have to pay that salary. Um, and then cut out the, 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 the need for one person to communicate with another person for long periods of time because, you know, um, you know, the whole physical distancing, not social distancing because you still talk to people. It's physical distancing. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> the whole physical distancing situation, um, we didn't want we didn't want everybody to mingle that way. And so QR code, man, like you could do it from your you know you from your car. You can do it online. You can do it from your computer, and then you get a text message when your food is ready. Crazy, crazy. So instead of having long lines, you know, even outside of COVID, right? Um, instead of having long lines of people waiting to order, or waiting to pick this out, um, they get the text message, they come up, swoop up, <laughs> grab their food, eat their food, play ping pong, and they're out. You know what I mean? So the entire experience, the entire experience is sped up real quick, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot more efficient, a lot cleaner. So that was the biggest pivot. That was, you know, aside from delivery partners, um, that was definitely the biggest pivot because it's actually affecting our business style right now, making us slightly more profitable because we can cut out labor and we're able to speed up service uh, because it's direct, right? You, you, there's no in-between. It's, man, you order this, it goes bing into the kitchen, kitchen makes it, you come pick it up, done, you know? There's no doubt about that. Yeah, that, that's great to hear that it, it's affecting the bottom line too, right? The, and your ability to pivot is extremely important um, in any business. But man, uh, during a freaking pandemic, right? What? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let, me, let me ask you this. So, uh, you know, in going through your social channels and, and your LinkedIn and, you know, again, trying to do a little homework here. Um, notice you have great imagery. You know, you have great videos, great copy. Um, talk to us about the importance of social media and how it uh, impacted, you know, prior to COVID, even though I think you came in during COVID, but how has that helped your, or maybe not assisted you in in business? Social media is a language. Um, And I think people rely too much on just uh, the platform and not really the communication by way of the platform. And, you're supposed to use it just like you use the English language, right? You're supposed to say exactly who you are, what you are, what do you want from another person and what you, what you want them to experience. And I appreciate your recognition there, brother, because, uh, you know, I were, you know, I saw the thing at, you know, when, when I had, when I had 10 followers, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so building up a, a, a quote unquote fan base because, um, they appreciate the product and they want to stay, you know, tied into the information means that we're communicating appropriately. We're communicating not only through social media, but on site. When you get the results that you're looking for, you're communicating accordingly. Then you get the results you're looking for on, on the social media platforms. And so 
that's how we look at it. We look at it as a language. Is I want you to feel something through a video, I'm going to make sure the video is pristine. And it's the quality, too. The quality is important, man. You have to know. You have to know. You can't just throw anything up there, you know. Um, and, you know and, and, again, this is, again, my philosophy with, um, you know, making sure that you're telling clearly with no room for interpretation what it is. Um, clearly communicating what you want a person to know, what your food is supposed to look like, what this event is supposed to be, um, so on and so forth. So yeah, we, we, we communicate very clear, very transparently. That's one of the pillars in our company is be transparent. The food that you're seeing in this picture is going to be the food that you're getting, brother, you know? Um, and the imagery you're getting through a video, that's what you're gonna get when you walk through, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I got that, right? And again, back to your detail-oriented mindset is, is uh, from just me jumping online and, and seeing what you're putting out there. Um, the detail in the building and, and the food and the videos you're putting out there and, and the copy, everything was just like, oh, man, uh, I need to go visit my family in Waltham because they live there, actually. So I'm like, oh, man, I think it's about time. I need, I need to take a little trip, go see my family up there. Um, but, yeah, uh, you will see me. Trust me. Rick might have to drive up from Jersey. Yeah, I'm not too far from you, man. I might have to go up there soon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but let me ask you this, right? So there's mistakes. We make mistakes in whether it's life or, or in uh, when we're starting a business. Um, is there any mistakes that stand out or, or roadblocks that you encountered um, besides COVID, right? That's not a mistake that you could have uh, even foreseen. But is there anything that you encountered during this process um, to help you get where you are now, where you're, you know, you're profitable, you're moving forward? And, um, I mean, they're all learning opportunities, right? Uh, I think um, if you're, if you're caught, there are certain times in which, you know, uh, let me put it this way. No one's a lost cause, but how much time do you have? Okay. Hmm. And so I think that's, 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 that's the biggest thing that I struggle with personally. Um, my team struggles with is, you know, we, 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 we work in a broken industry with broken systems and we're trying to, and we're dealing with broken people and we want to make sure that we're cre we created an environment that's super welcoming, super open, and we want people to be rehabilitated basically. Okay. Well, how far is too far? Um, and sometimes, mm. you know, we hire, hire people because I, we only hire people with, 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 clear intention if you say hey you want to work here and your goal is to start from this point and you want to become director at one day we're going to put you on a path and we're not going to put anyone in between you and that path you know in a lot of companies you know 10 people get hired they all ten, all 10 want the same job that's irresponsible from leadership position because um, now you have these people fighting against each other instead of helping each other get to the greater goal. So whenever we hire someone, we give them a clear line, clear access to whatever it is their goal is. Um, but sometimes they're too broken to fix immediately, mm. you know? And um, unfortunately we, we've been burned a few times by um, certain characters um, because quite frankly, we just don't have enough time to invest in them to get them to be where they need to be. For themselves and for us. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like to me, right? You're, you're very intentional with not only your words, but your actions, right? And and it leads me to my next question, which is, um, was there anyone whom you patterned yourself after or guided you along the way to you know to be so intentional? You know, I feel it, I see it, uh, and it's very impactful. So, is there anyone that you patterned yourself after? Oh man, um, there's not one person. Um, uh, it's a bunch of directly in direct instances that help me understand this is how I have to be. Um, you know, it's it's been a blessing um, to go through my experiences, but when you realize, um, you know, as a black business owner 
that you're only taken seriously in a particular context. I've walked into the boardroom and, you know, not been, not been spoken to. Nobody knows that I'm, I'm one of the owners. There's three owners. I'm one of them, <laughs> you know, um, and, and I, and I directly am responsible for the decision on an operational standpoint every single day. And so you're going to have to talk to me at one point or another, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, so it helped me program myself um, to, to communicate the energy and the light ahead of time instead of waiting back. Right. So I, I can, whether it's through, um, you know, the, the physical cues, um, whether it's through, you know, questions and, 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 and engagement, you know, immediately that there's only love here and, you know, let the skin color disappear. Let's talk about business because there's only love here. So that's, for example, you know, that experience of not being acknowledged in a boardroom for the first time helped me understand that I have to pivot. I have to change a lot of the dynamics so that, um, because you, you have to keep honest people honest, right? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't look at all, I don't like, I don't look at these people and say, you're racist. I'm not going to deal with you. I'm just going to show you that you're wrong, you know? And that way, but that approach um, helps me encounter less racism, not less racist, but less racism. Man, that's brilliant. Uh, that's a bomb, man. That's that's awesome, man. So you put that together, you know, that's just perfect, you know. And thank yeah, you, sir. Thank encounter. Wow. Say it again, man. I I need that's. A, I wish I had like a sound effect, like a bomb sound effect, like boom. That's a <laughs> that's just knowledge bomb right there. Drop it again, flex. Drop it again. That's <laughs> <laughs> fire, man. Wow. Uh, I, I, you know, it's funny. I had a similar experiences when I was in, uh, in, um, in corporate America as well, right. Walking in a certain situation so I can relate. Um, and man, that that's beautifully put is it, unfortunately it falls on us, right. To, to change other people's behavior at times, right. Through our own actions. And again, through your intentionality and your purposeful living, it's, it's beautiful to hear, man. It's really beautiful to talk to you today. Um, well, man, you're blessed. Uh, what advice would you give now, right, to 10-year-old Guardi? Because, you know, 10-year-old Guardi at some point wanted to be a physician. Then he grows up a little bit in his teenage years, and he's like, man, I want to get into the restaurant game and all that. But, you know, you have 32 years of life and work experience. Experience. What advice would you give 10-year-old Guardi now? That he's loved. Um, everybody goes through moments of um, doubt, um, you know, it could be despair. Um, you know, n- nowadays we talk about mental health. It's, 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 it's a combination of mental health because mental health is a diagnosis, right? It's, 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 it becomes medical. Um, but what it is, is there's formation and education. And a lot of times we're not formed. We're not educated early enough. And so then the results um, could be negative. So early on in life, you know, if you're dealing with children or spouses, family members, let them know that they're loved, that it's okay. Everything is okay. And here's what you need to learn. Here's the steps that you need to, be, that you need to take to be successful. You might not be 100% successful, but let's start off with 10% success first. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and that's what's yeah. important. That, that, that's what's super important is, um, you know, I wish back then, you know, I understood or someone let me know that I am loved for the way that I am and that it's going to be okay. Little Guardy, you're going to be all right, man. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> you're going to be all right. <laughs> well, you know, sticking to the theme of advice, right? So we're, we, obviously you're, you're a successful business owner. Um, what advice would you give to someone that wants to open up their own place, right? Or, or is in the midst of, of potentially closing. So what advice would you give them and where to begin? Don't do it alone. Definitely don't do it alone because, um, and you've heard this in different ways. Oh, you know, you don't want to be the smartest guy in the room. And that's, that's not what it is, man. You have to set yourself up um, to have specialists. Everybody has something that they're good, of, uh, good at. Everybody has their calling. So find these people um, that have great intentions, understand love, 
understand patience and, and all those types of fruits, right? Um, to make sure that you have a structure built based on trust, um, but also specialized care. You know, um, my, my, my business partner, Doug, He's a master. I mean, he's a master visionary. He looks at a he looks at a at a space, right? White box, like nothing in it. He was like, "Yep, it's gonna look like this. The beams are gonna go this way." You know, I don't. That's that's not oh, my nice. Thing. You know, I'll, I'll I'll tell you at the end of the day. You know, hey, we should probably account for airflow in this fashion some way. But the way that he steps in a room and is able to draw the whole thing out <laughs> and then bring it, you know, to fruition, is beautiful. And I'm never going to pretend that's what I know. And so that's where he, that's what he's responsible for. That's what he's going to dictate. And, and I trust him implicitly. And I have my realm. I know everyone knows that I'm the organization guy. <laughs> Nobody's going to try to step in that area because, you know, that's my specialty. And, and, and there are some people that could do a myriad of things. Sure. And, and as business owners, we have to be generalists. Like I, you know, I, I created the, 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 the marketing campaigns I created, but I'm not a specialist in that area. So I have to find someone who is, um, you can't do it. You can't do it alone. And don't pretend that you can for too long. Like if you're making a buck right now, don't think you're, you know, you, that buck is going to turn into, you know, $500. Um, if you're going to hold all the responsibility because you're, you're, you have a team, it'll be exponential. It'll be exponential growth, you know? There's a lot of people, even if you have a little kiosk, man, you have a little convenience store <laughs> and you see, you know, Papa Andre, Papa Andre's in there from since he was 21 to the age of 89. <laughs> That's not the lifestyle. That's not what it's supposed to be. You know, there are people that can do it slightly better than you, given the, opportun given the opportunity and then give them the opportunity um, to help you because you're helping them, you know. Hire the right team, right? Hire those specialists that are experts in their field. Um, I think we hear that yeah. a lot um, from different owners. Is, um, but there's also those ones that, that are unable to let go, right? They, they're, it's their dream. It's their baby. Um, how, did yeah. you, um, how did you get over that, right? Or, or apparently, it sounds like you maybe never had that, let's call it problem or issue. But, um, or if you did, how did you get over that? Like, man, I got to let it go. I got to give it to these specialists and let them do their thing. And I'll just project manage or oversee or guide them correctly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I still have that. I still have that problem. Because, <laughs> you know, sometimes <laughs> you look at it. <laughs> you still look at it and you're like, man, I, I would have done it slightly different. Or, you know, how could you have missed that? Some people just need a little bit more time to get to where you, you know, you are. But this is why you are, you, you become the mentor, right? Um, you, you have to allow them to, you know, you got to let the peacock fly, right? So you, you allow them to go ahead and fly and make their mistakes, but at the same time, reel them back in when you notice, hey, there's certain things that, that need to be addressed pretty much immediately. Um, it's just, it's still your baby, man. You have to still be involved. You know, I hate when, when, when parents are like, yo, they're 18 now or they're 19 or they're 20. They're on their own. Not true, brother. Like they, they still need guidance. They're still super young. They're still mm -hmm. going to need your help and support in some way, shape or fashion. So same way as a business, man, they're still super young. <laughs> they're still super <laughs> immature. They'll, they'll never, they'll never know exactly what's in your mind until you tell them. So you never really let go. You just, you allow them, you allow them to participate, you know, don't let go. Let them participate. I like that. I like that. Um, would you say, because we know restaurants in particular and bars, right? Um, they operate on very slim margins. As you, you obviously know that. Um, yeah. Uh, talk to us about how you've been able, and you did already a little bit, right? You, through all these different questions, like having the right team, but how do you uh, maximize ROI and make sure those margins, because they're so tight, how do you keep them um, on point? First and foremost is relationships. Um, because our, our, our love, our energy, that foundation spreads through well into our vendors and our, and our, and our external partners. Um, there's a lot of them that would never screw us. They would never, they would, <laughs> I, I remember um, they were buying a particular product and bought it. we bought it we bought it at a particular price point and then we got a call two days later saying hey 
you could have got this a lot cheaper. We're just going to go ahead and do that for you. You know, that was, you know, those types of things you, you're so grateful for because, you know, you already, you, you saw those two pennies leave, man. You didn't expect, you know, one penny to come back. Mm-hmm. And that's the very first thing is making sure that you treat your vendors as well as you treat your employees. Second thing is going to be um, the, the detail orientated part that we talked about. I don't know how anyone, any restaurant owner could be okay with not doing inventory, not understanding that the product that's in your space is money. And if you're not regulating that and relegating it, so you have $10,000 on the shelves. How do you make it 9,000 so that you have that extra thousand to work with somewhere else? You know what I mean? Um, and, and understanding what your mix is, what your products are, and, and how how quickly they leave your shelves and how quickly they come back. Um, that's that's the same thing you know, with, with, with the detail part. you got to fine-tune that information and, and make sure that you're able to save a little bit of money while doing it. And then, obviously, tertiary is, is, is making sure that the people that we work with are educated. Um, and, and, and they're educated, not in the classical form. They just know how this business works, how your personal business works. You know the business in general, how it works. And then you go ahead and fine-tune that to make sure that they participate in the running of the business. Those are three clear things. And we can go over, you know, like we talked about, you know, making sure that you're looking at your business model and challenging your, your business model, model daily um, to try to be innovative. You know, don't get stuck in this is the way it is or this is my baby, this is the way it's going to stay. It might not be the right thing for you uh, because your business model for the first two years um, might not be the business model for you for the next 10 years. Um, allowing that flexibility, allow people to point, point at holes and gaps and, you know, never have an ego. You could be wrong. You're still, you're still going to be the business owner. I don't understand why people get upset <laughs> when people, when somebody else corrects them. They don't own the business. You do. Now they're just helping you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, so that's kind of how we look at it. Everybody, everybody has something to say. And if it's positive, take it into consideration and help, 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 help your entire company grow, you know? Man, man, you are dropping some knowledge, bro. Thank you. Um, I, man, there's so much you just shared there, but one, one specific, you know, and they were all great, but I used to be a vendor. They'd call on clients like yourself, right? I used to work in the alcohol uh, business and the spirits game. And, um, I, it's crazy for me when I was like, listen, man, let's, let's try and make a mutually beneficial relationship here. And how a lot of business owners didn't understand their business or how to work with vendors. So it was great to hear you with that fresh perspective of like, Hey, listen, work properly with your vendors and vice versa, right? The vendors need to know how to work with yeah. restaurant owners too. Cause yeah. there's a lot of, you know, uh, uh, vendors out there that just don't know how to treat vendor or excuse me, clients, but man, thank you for saying that. I, I, because I want restaurant owners that are listening and potential vendors too. It's like, Hey, that's your bread and butter. Make sure you're, you're buttering that bread, right? Like this is, those relationships yeah. about life. Oh man. So thank you for, for pointing that out and everything else you mentioned, because another truth bomb and knowledge bomb. But, I appreciate your understanding. And, sorry, uh, real quick. Uh, I appreciate your understanding there because um, I'll, you know, I'll name drop my director of operations. Justin is extraordinary, right? Because he understood that real quick. And, you know, he, he saw a lot of the, the return on investment there. And when, you know, when the vendors would call and say, Hey, I need to push this product, move it. It'll help, you know, it'll help for my personal commission and it'll help, you know, put us in a good position internally. Justin's like, no problem. Send it over. Let's move it. And that's the favor for them. And that's like, you know, reciprocal, uh, reciprocal uh, relationship right there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's great being honest like that, right? A lot of, uh, just to call you up and be like, listen, I need a little help here. Hook me up. And then on the back end, they'll hook you up too, right? It's like, man, I need to make my numbers this, this month. <laughs> hey, trust me. I was there. I was calling people. Listen, I need a little hookup here. Hook me up here. Throw in a bottle here. Throw in a bottle there. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're speaking the same language. Uh, yes, but sir. talk to me about this. What does we talked a little bit, right? Uh, again, we touched on what did Gardy think he was going to be. What advice would you give Gardy uh, as a ten-year-old now at thirty-two years old? But what does the future look like for Gardy and Craft Food Hall? Do you have a vision for uh, for both? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So um, we were blessed um, to have two sides. Of, uh, we developed two sides of the company. Um, we have that retail side in which, you know, you can go to any time. We close late night, whatever. Um, and then we have the amenity side that is specifically for, um, you know, companies like Google and, and, and Yahoo and, and their headquarters. Mm. And they have to have a cap- have to have a cafeteria in their spots, right, um, to feed all those people. The other side of my business is that we go in and we, we, we completely change the old school cafeteria, you know, lunch lady type of vibe. You know what I mean? <laughs> we take the same vibes that you see in my Waltham and Lexington um, locations and we put it right in there um, with these businesses. Um, and so we want, we will, we will, we will have a thousand of those types of locations. That's where the future is for us. Um, and so, you know, once we get to that thousand, um, you know, location mark, it unlocks another tier to our evolution. Um, you know, we, I, I definitely, one of my passions is I want to go out to schools and talk to the little guardies, as you put it. Uh, I want to go tell them they are love and, 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 and everything's going to be okay, but also talk to them about the things that, you know what, uh, you would have been, you would have been really blessed to hear. You're not using trigonometry right now, brother, but you are balancing your checkbook. So <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the financial. Let's talk about the financial aptitude. Let's talk about some of the things that um, you know is is helpful to us on our day to day lives right now. So I want to go out to schools and talk to those. I want to. We want my business partners and I. We want to go ahead and sit and create foundations that help um, you know reinvigorate people and talk to them about love and energy and what that is and how it's supposed to be used in the business and in the household, you know, and, and hopefully change people's perspective on life. Life is beautiful. Um, and we're not seeing that a lot on the media right now, but in the uh, nuclear ecosystem, so that's your family and that's the people that surround you, your friends, and then your job, um, people should understand, man, it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Man. Is there a podcast in the near future for you with that voice? <laughs> Thank you, sir. No, no, no podcast. No, no, no podcast. Right, good, good. We don't want no competition. So you're right. Yeah, stick to the motivational speaking, talking to the kids, a thousand uh, uh, locations. Stick to that. I, yeah, that's better. That's better. Forget I said that. <laughs> Oh, man. Guardy, man. So we are here. We are at the final five questions of Ask Pop. It might be seven, though, because I might throw in a couple more in there. We'll see. We'll see. But are you ready for the final five slash seven, eight, maybe? Absolutely, sir. You're ready. All right. Here we go. Question number one of the final five, six, seven, eight, possibly. What would your last meal be if you were on death row? My last meal on death row would be, it has to be, man, I tell you what, <laughs> it's going to be fried rice. Okay. It's mm. going to be a shrimp fried rice and the shrimp is going to, is going to be flavored, man. Cause it's not that, you know, just plain poached white shrimp. No, it has to have its own flavor profile so I can enjoy the protein in that. It's going to be chicken wings from a Boston I'm sorry, a New York, not a Boston, a New York uh, Chinese food spot. And it's also going to be the fried plantains from that same <laughs> New York Chinese food spot because it, it, they do it different in New York with Chinese food. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> and then uh, the dessert, the dessert is going to be a tres leche cake that one of my, one of my, the director of marketing and sales makes, man. It's extraordinary. It, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's just, is heartfelt, you know, and then um, we'll have the second tier dessert be one of these cookies from Germany, man. I tell you what, it's, it's, mm. it's something, something, something else. And then the drink is going to be a pina colada topped off with a little bit of black rum. 
and then the second tier drink is going to be because you guys you have to have to um it's going to be um a house made limeade it has to be lime and it's gonna be dark rum in there too and i will die happy Bruh, you really my, thought this out, my dude. Man. <laughs> Yo, that's a UN meal right there. My man took it all around the world. Asia, the Caribbean, the Legends, Europe, right? Like, man, okay, let's go with that. Man, I want to be on death row with you, bro. I want that same last meal. Right <laughs> Actually, no, I don't want to be bro. Uh, <laughs> all right, man. All right, Guardy, number two, number two, question number two. You kind of, it might be the same one. I don't know, right? You kind of touched on it here, but what is your go-to cocktail or you know, a beer or spirit, right? Rick and I, we love whiskey and tequila. Yeah. Uh, is there a go-to cocktail or you know, spirit that you go to when you go to the bar? I, I, yeah, man. Um, I have a go-to beer, and I, and, and I will name drop 100% of the time on this one because they do a phenomenal – they figured something out that I don't know if everyone figured out, but it's Finback's rolling in the clouds it is a beautiful balance of hops and juiciness um beautiful quality really luscious and crushable bro and it's not like you know a five percenter no it's, it's like a six and a half percenter but feels like you're drinking like a four five percenter you know what i mean um it is magical and then my go-to cocktail like you have to have the pristine limeade it has to be great like you know what i mean you know when you know Abuelita, you know, you're home and you're, she makes you like, she takes the limes and she squeezes and adds the proper sugar and, you know, maybe a little bit of vanilla extract for like, you know, for like a little kick, you don't even know. Yes. Um, it has to be that type of quality limeade and then um, a beautiful dark rum um, to, to pair with that, man. It is absolutely beautiful. And then the, 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 the secret that Abuelita never tells you about, about that, that limeade is a little bit a pinch of salt it brings out the flavor um mm. it's extraordinary extraordinary balance yeah i have to do that a little uh, pinch of salt okay abuelita man <laughs> abuelita's got the game okay i like that though i like that all right so I'll actually just, like i said uh, there might have been five six seven questions i'm gonna, I'm gonna actually uh, add to this drink question so if when we go to craft food hall when rick and i show up pull up at Either one location, Waltham probably for me because the fam's there. But what food or drink combo should we order, right? Like what what is the must try when we walk into the craft food hall? So you really get, because, you know, we are the first sous vide food hall in America. Um, and though there, there are a lot of things I really want you to try, but mm. to really get the essence of what, of what that means is you have to go straight for the burger. Now, the burger is cooked in its own juices, right? So, you know, when you contact cooking is annoying as hell. When you go on a grill and, you you know, you the grill's going, it's at 400 degrees, 500 degrees, and you put that burger on and all you see all the fat and the juices and the flavor just leave that burger. It doesn't happen when you sous vide it. And the quality of meat that we use, it just breaks apart in your mouth. And people look at it and they look at it and they say it's pink and it's not cooked, but it's cooked. It's, it's been cooking for two hours, <laughs> you know, it's cooking for two hours and being held, um, you know, in there. So uh, it's a cooked burger. And, and, and I encourage everyone to really get a sense of our product. You go in there and you get a burger. You can get a classic burger with cheese, whatever. My go-to is a stout burger. We use bacon jam on that. Absolutely mm. crazy. Absolutely great. <laughs> Damn, if I was hungry before, I'm starving now. All right, all right. So that's what we're going to do, Rick. We got it. We got to jump on that burger joint. Okay, all right. So I'm going to give you three scenarios. Question number three here. Three scenarios. You pick a scenario, then I'll ask the question. So scenario number one, yes, you're, walking in, you're walking into an MMA match or a boxing match. Number two, since mm -hmm. you're in Boston, I'm going to say you're walking up to the play, plate at Fenway Park. Or mm -hmm. you're walking in everyday life. Pick a scenario. MMA or some kind of fight, baseball, mm -hmm. every day. What's it going to be? Everyday life. Everyday life. All right. So pick us or what is your theme song that would be playing when you walk into a room or whenever you're walking anywhere that people would listen to that would identify? This is Guardy. What is that song for everyday life? <laughs> Uh, this is, <laughs> this is, this is tough. Um, 
uh, it's crazy. So, um, you know, overall the genre is, you know, whatever's uplifting and happy and, and whatever. Um, but uh, it's funny every time, every time, you know, my friend's group has uh, song privileges, um, they pick the champ is here. It's crazy. <laughs> that's what they pick. The champ is here. That's what they okay. do for me. Yeah. But if I if I'm picking it, man, it, like I said, it has to be has to be super uplifting, um, and uh, and and just inspirational. Something that has so you know I play music. I'm a musician as well, and so it's very difficult to just pick a song like that. Um, but when we're dealing with minor and major chords, major chords are more uplifting. So it's any song with major chords with positive information. You know what I mean? Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you escape on that one. Um, let, me ask you this. All right, let, let me ask you this, which was not on my initial list, but I'm an LA dude. I'm a sports freak. Yeah. Are you a Celtics fan? Diehard. Diehard Celtics fan. All right. Should have asked this before. I'm a Lakers fan. In, 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 peace. I'm out. Peace. No. 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 Let me ask this. All right. <laughs> Super unrelated, right? But let's just keep it real on ass pop. When, when are the Celtics going to win their next championship? Mm. Hit me with that. It's beautiful. Uh, okay. Uh, and, 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 you know, I know this was supposed to be light, but here's, here's the important <laughs> part here, uh, <laughs> about this question. They will win the next championship when they start understanding that leadership have to communicate with the players. They have to get them involved. It's the same thing, man. These players, yeah, they make millions. Yeah, you watch them on TV and you start revering them, but they're employees, man. They're team members. And so if you're not getting them involved, included, and they start having a voice in the things that they feel are wrong, um, then your organization, your entire staff loses faith in you and you don't play with that same heart. You don't play with that same passion because you don't know what you're playing for anymore. And so um, that's when they'll win. Because when that Paul Pierce area, uh, era, mm. you know, with Garnett and yeah, Allen, um, <clears throat> they weren't, they still didn't, you know, they didn't have the best relationship with ownership. That's not what it was. They had, they had their why. They figured out that they were doing this for them. You know, they found out that this is something that they're able to do for them and they will do it. Right now, these kids, man, these are all kids right now, right? Um, they, 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 they're not there yet. They're still, you know, they have egos and things like that, but they don't know, you know, when, they, when the boss walks in the room, are they happy? No. And that's what, that's what needs to change. Um, they need to know what their, you know, what their team needs, what their staff needs. Um, that's when they'll win the championship. Back to communication, right? Communicate with your staff. Yeah. Make them a part. Make them a part you, of the... And you, yeah. And you being an LA fan, you know that's what LeBron did. LeBron was oh, yeah. coach, GM, <laughs> you know what I mean? Player. Um, yeah. Waterboy. Yeah, everything. He cre- yeah. He created the purpose. He created the why. And the boss walked into the room and you knew it. Every, everything worked out. Um, but we don't have that in Boston, you know? Well, low key, I'm kind of glad about that. But uh, let's keep it moving. <laughs> uh, all right, I got two more questions for you. All right, uh, again, you, you're a very purposeful person, the way you speak and the way you act and, and everything that you do. Um, but is there a mantra or a, that you live by or a quote that you love and why? Yeah. Um... There's actually two because, you know, the, the quote I instilled in the company is you don't have to like anyone, you have to love everyone. That's something I, I truly live by. Um, but um, the other quote is, you know, the way that you do the little things is the way that you do everything. Um, and so, like, that's what I was trying to explain earlier is even if you're cleaning the bathroom or, you know, you're, you're preparing food for, for, for a group of friends or you're doing the mundane things, um, it has to be done with love and passion um, so that everyone feels fulfilled. You know? Man, 
Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that, man. Um, and last but not least, right, of the final seven, eight questions here, where can people find you online? You know, let them know your website, social media, anything else you'd like to shout out. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. Um, definitely, definitely check out our website um, and, and, and inquire whatever you need. Uh, but I'm, I'm an open book as well, man. You can directly email me at guardy at craftfoodhallproject.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram at um, uh, guardy, that's G-A-R-D-Y, and then D-E-S. Um, and just, you know, if you want to talk, you want to vibe out, you want to grab some coffee, you know, let's do it. Man, that's dope. Man, like, man, Gardy, can't thank you enough, bro, really, for taking the time to share your wealth of knowledge, man, on your entrepreneurial journey with us and our listeners, right? As well as giving us the lowdown on, you know, what it really takes to start your own business and forge your own legacy and how sincere and how energetic and, and love it just really transmits through, uh, through these conversations and uh, I'm, I'm glad to be in, to have been a part of it, man. We, you know, we really, tr truly, truly, truly appreciate the time. Thank you very much, man. It was an honor. Definitely an honor being here. All right, my people. And if you live in the Lexington or Waltham, Massachusetts area, or happen to be visiting Boston or the New England area, please make sure to stop by craft food halls and experience the craftsmanship not, and love, right? And love in their space and food. Once again, thanks for listening and please stay tuned as we continue to bring you some dope professionals offering perspective on how they're making their dreams come true one business at a time. You're Rick, my man, as always. And if you don't know, now you know.